Hey people, it is Wednesday, which means it's another chin check for you people. And today we are looking back on some events we weren't able to get to in um, previous weeks. We've got Cage Warriors 117, the first of their December events. We have got Glory 76. Badahari against Benjamin Adabuya and then Ryan Garcia against Luke Campbell. So plenty to break down, plenty to talk about. People, let's get it cracking. Okay, so week 17, final week of the regular season, and there was still stuff to play for. You know what I mean? There were still teams chasing those wild card spots. So, um, yeah, it was a fun week. And I have to say, there were so many damn games. You know what I mean? Games that were just surprising. You know what I mean? That came down to the last maybe throw. Right? There was, yeah, it's crazy. I think it must have been um, the most in a week. I don't remember this many in one week. But yeah, there were there were definitely some of those, right? Um, you know, some games, some games were just a bit like, yeah, you know, meh. Like San Francisco um, against Seattle, right? That game. And I have to say, San Francisco's tackling was horrendous. Horrendous. Right? It was a close game. It, it, you know what I mean? You can't deny it was a close game. The. At one point, you didn't even think it was going to get as high a score as it did. But if it wasn't for, you know, the 49ers tackling, they could have won that game. You know, it was, because there's only three points in it. <laughs> only three damn points. And yeah, some of that, oh, just bad, really bad tackling. Right, um, man. Oh, which some other good games. All right, so um, the Rams, Rams Cardinals. Yo, know, that game. I'm just say right. I I just thought because I don't know. It, it wasn't a crazy game or anything like that. But yeah, the Cardinals just messed up a bit too much, and. I just thought the Rams, it was their consistency that won that game. But that was a great field goal block as well. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, that, that field goal, if that had gone through, that could have altered that game. But, yeah, Rams, Rams held it together, right? Ah, uh, now, 
<laughs> one one game that was just a little whew, Miami Buffalo. Miami Buffalo, right? How kind of crazy was that one? And um you know, it it was it was weird because, you know, Miami they got the uh they got the early interception. Got the early interception so you're thinking all right, yeah, Miami gonna, Miami gonna, you know, they've been, they're gonna be good. <laughs> oh damn, Buffalo just killed them. They slaughtered them, fifty-six to twenty-six. It's just god damn. And um, McKenzie, whew, what a Great, you know what I mean? Return. He just ran that back to the that was that was some slick running. That was some slick running for sure. But yeah, not a good look for Miami to end the season like that. Ugh. Uh, another man, Ravens, Baltimore just schooled Cincinnati. <laughs> that was, yeah, they they just put the beat down on them, and then, right, wouldn't even give them a sympathy touchdown, right, intercepted two in the end zone, two end zone, I mean, right, technically probably one, the other one was on what, the, the one yard line, but, whew, Man, Baltimore just weren't playing. They weren't playing. And another one that was kind of crazy, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought the Browns make it to, uh, you know, the um, postseason? I think, oh, gosh. I think I read a tweet from Brett Okamoto. I think he said it, you know, that was the first time in 22 years. Which, yo, how insane is that, right? But that game, right, Steelers, they they looked terrible. They did look terrible. Ben wasn't playing, right? I, I thought Ruffus father... Yeah, was throwing some terrible passes, but then I don't think he was the quarterback for that game. But yeah, they look terrible. Browns are killing it. Then the Steelers come back. Steelers come back. Right? And you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then I think it was it Rudolph? I think that's the quarterback. Rudolph fluffed that. You <laughs> fluffed that extra point conversion. Uh, it's just like, what are you doing? He threw it too high. It wasn't even if, oh man, it, it was into traffic, it was an interception. No, he threw it too high. So there wasn't any chance for someone to grab that ball. It's just like, what are you doing, son? 
Jerry, you could have redeemed yourself for some horrible passing during that game. And then you just fluff it. God damn. I mean, Steelers do get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? They, they just you know, brought up so many uh, early credit. But, yo, the, the end of their season, not the best. <laughs> Definitely not the best Now I didn't talk about a crazy game Minnesota Detroit What a goddamn game that was Back and forth Real crazy and all of that But oh, Damn to, Like right at the end Right at the end End people You know what I mean That was just Crazy Crazy Lions Just ugh, Flub it Flub it at the end With the uh, You know what I mean Touchdown Whew. That, was a, that was a fun ass game that was a fun ass game. And hey, you know what? I have to say, I was happy New England were able to get it done. Because I know it's it's a weird season for New England, right? You know, I'm you know, I'm a Washington fan. But man, it was always one of those things watching the watching the Patriots just do their thing. Right, kick us, you know, the comebacks and everything like that. Man, you know, you, you could always enjoy watching the Patriots play. And, um, yeah, Brady left, and it was just been a weird, a weird season. I know they were hit with COVID, bad, right? But watching that game against uh, the Jets... There was a point when I was like, whoa, (laughs) are the Jets, are they going to win another game? Like, are the Jets going to win another game? Because there was a point when you did think they were going to fuck up New England. But, you know what I mean? Patriots held it together, held it together and got that win. So, you know, it, it it was nice to see. Ain't gonna lie, it was nice to see. Man, the the end of the uh, Giants Cowboy game. That was crazy, right? That was crazy. Now, firstly, right? Firstly, the Giants let Dallas back into that game. You know, he was. Yeah, the Giants were, they had a comfortable lead. They looked like they were running away with it. Let Dallas back in. Then, at the end, at the very end, you you knew they wanted a run, right? Giants were going to run the ball. Like, they were lined up to run the ball. You knew that's what was going to happen. And then they let them do it. 
they still were able to do it and get that first down. You were just like, wait, what? <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? But then the Giants fumble it. <sighs> that was just some, that do was a crazy end. But you're just like, wait, did Dallas have one more shot? Do they have one more shot? You know, uh, the ruling went against them, but oof, it, it, it just got so hairy right at the end of that one. That was just, yeah. Now, Buccaneers, right? I, I think everyone was wondering, you know, like, can, why is Brady going to Tampa? Why is Brady going to Tampa? They have got no chance. But, you know, as the season went on, you could see everyone gelling, you know, coming together. And, um, yeah, they're in the, uh, they're in a postseason, people. 44 to 27. You know what I mean? They, they had a good game. But, well, who had a good game was Antonio Goddamn Brown and Chris Godwin. They really came up. Big for Brady in that one. Man, they were just dependable as hell. You know what I mean? Dependable as hell. Team that was not dependable. <laughs> A team that was not dependable. As the Panthers, Carolina just. I don't even know. Like, Bridgewater. He had some huge, huge plays for them. You know, some great threading the needle passes. And then, (laughs) oh my good. Like, huge play, and then the next play, they'd throw an interception or something. You know what I mean? It, it, It was insane. It was the craziest friggin'... Situation and yeah, <laughs> the Saints were just like, all right, slow and steady wins the race. You're gonna keep it together, just keep it together, people. <laughs> and they get the win. Oh man, <sighs> damn, I would not want to be in that locker room at the end of that one. Oh, Green Bay. They, they, you know, what I mean? they sealed it with, um, you know, what I mean? that whew, great touchdown. You know, what I mean? they, it, it was just, yeah, they, they just held it together, held it together, it just tore it apart, man. Like at the end, you know, because it was close, then they get the touchdown. Interception And then another touchdown it, it was just a great End kind of sequence for them That yeah Gave them that win over Chicago man And Coming into This last week right One of the games I thought you know, it's a given It is a given And that Was Kansas City over the Chargers. You know, like, 
was looking at that game and it was just like, well, yeah, no, Kansas, they're gonna, they're gonna win that game, no problem, no problem whatsoever. They did not. <laughs> but I think I did say, unless they rest everyone, you know, and yeah, they rested Mahone. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely a few cats sat that shit out. But still, you didn't think the Chargers were going to, uh, you know what I mean, take that win. <laughs> that was a surprise for sure. Definitely a surprise. Um, whew, a, 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 another huge. Huge, huge, huge one. Raiders Broncos. Raiders goddamn Broncos, people. That was... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know, right? You you watch some games and you, you look at them and you think, all right, that's going to be like this. Yo, that's going to play out in a certain way. And... Man, Raiders came back with that late touchdown and then two-point conversion. You're, like, you just thought, nah, you, looking at that shit, Broncos were going to win that game. And then in those last few seconds, yo, <laughs> you fucking Raiders go ahead. Then on the kick, you know what I mean? The, you know, the, the start of the, you know, the kick, they hit that penalty, they hit that ridiculous penalty, didn't need to be, didn't need to be, so friggin' Broncos get one last stab at the cherry, one last stab at the goddamn cherry, and they kick that field goal, kick the field goal. And it, like, it's so difficult seeing what the fucking field goals do. And it just bounced, right? For a minute, I thought it hit the upright and bounced across. I thought they'd done it. But it bounced out. Bounced out. Man, that, that Raiders defensive tackle, he must have been so happy his fuck up did not cost them that game because whew, that would have been an ugly locker room if that had of, man, imagine that shit, but I mean, that's that's one of the closest friggin' games, man, that was that was insane it was insane and another, <laughs> like, as I'm saying, right, there was so many of them, another game that was just, whew, man, came down to it, was the Titans-Texans, right, because, I think, mean, watching that game, you thought that Henry and the Titans, they were running away with it. They were running away with, I mean, Henry was definitely running away with it. But yeah, you thought it was a done deal. But then the Texans tie it up. 
tie it up at the very end And it's just like, yo Only for, uh, you know what I mean? That that first, first down Letting the Titans get that first down Which, poor tackling Poor tackling gave them that and then the last goal, last field goal again, again, and and this one bounced in. You, you like you couldn't friggin' write it. One game it bounces out, another game it bounces in. Whew. It's crazy. Only in the NFL, people. Only in the goddamn NFL. It's not a saying, but it sounded right. You know, so, um, which one? Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Man, it, it was just, uh, yeah, I don't know, right? You're watching that game, and, uh, like, you thought the, the Jags, were on the comeback. Thought they were on the comeback. Then they give it up. <laughs> they just give it up with a, a terrible play, you know, for that late touchdown. Yeah, that was basically it. It was just real close. And then Jacksonville just, I don't know. Just imploded uh, Yeah, it's bizarre Real friggin' bizarre And I have to say, right I have to say because There was a lot of people saying Philadelphia just didn't show up Philadelphia didn't show up And they gave Washington that game The game was 2014 it was 2014 there was plenty, plenty of sacks. There was intercept. You know what I mean? It was not a, a walkover for Washington. It was definitely not a walkover for friggin' Washington. I have no clue what people were talking about. You know, like, I mean, yes, for granted, Washington did not play great. Didn't play great. Ain't Smith threw two interceptions. Yes. But. You're like some of those hits from the Eagles. That wasn't a team rolling over. Wasn't a team rolling over. You know what I mean? I, it baffles me. How people can say that shit. Um, yeah. I have to say. It's crazy though. When you think Washington made the fucking postseason seven and nine, it's like a horrible record. Seven and nine, and they make it. <laughs> it's, whew, I mean, we couldn't even be like the Bears, eight and eight. No, we had a losing record. Made the playoffs with a losing record, people. It is, it's kind of crazy, but um, hey, 
I'm gonna, I'm, I'll take it. I mean, I will take it for sure. Now, do I think, uh, you know, we're going to progress? No. <laughs> it's one and done. But, hey, we make it. You know, so, uh, you know, at least there's still going to be some play next week. So, yeah, you know, that's all. But, yeah, this was a fun, a real crazy fun-ass week of uh, NFL games. So, uh, you know, I I, I still feel uh, Kansas City will most likely win the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, could be interesting, people. Could be interesting. Okay, so Cage Warriors 117. You're the first event of their second trilogy weekender. And um yeah, with the main card, like the first fight, Aiden Stevenson against Emery Sooners, it was kind of one-sided. You know what I mean? Like Steven. He, uh, yeah, he pretty much controlled it. I not really a lot of uh, attempts to finish it seemed, but you know, it was a it was a decent, solid win, right? But the the fight that really kind of stood out from the start for me was um, Mehdi uh, Lakanda against Stevie McIntosh. Right, it was a lightweight clash, and um, yeah, straight from the start, Lackander he was hunting, he was hunting um, Macintosh down, right, and uh, yeah, he 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 was looking to um, you know uncork something, right? Ma- I think the thing was Macintosh he he's a tall fire, right. But he, he couldn't keep Lacander off him. Like he, he threw out a a push kick at the start, but it was a little bit lackluster. There wasn't a whole lot behind it. Right? It wasn't something where you'd be like, ooh, don't wanna take another one of those. Right? So um yeah, it just meant that Lacander was just continuing to march forward. Right, and super confident, you know, he he was just looking to land, he's throwing big shots, all of that, could have got himself into trouble, right, because I think McIntosh, he, he wasn't throwing a whole lot, but he did land a few times on Lackander, right, did land a few times because, yeah, he he's, you know, Lackander's nonchalant guard. It was a little down, right? A little down, but uh, yeah, Macintosh wasn't able to capitalize on that, and uh, yeah, Lackander he he started to hit the body, and I think that's when things really switched up. But he started to attack the body as well, not. A great deal, but just enough, just enough, and um, yeah. Then towards the end of the round, twenty-two seconds left in the first round, and Lackander he just landed a huge left hook that 
put Macintosh down, and it was done. It was done. Huge win, and I believe that was uh, his promotional debut. So big win for uh, Lackander. So the next fight was a bantamweight clash. We had Wesley Meyer against Michel Martinigo. And, um, yeah, this was, again, Martinigo's promotional debut. And it started off, you know, started off a big round for uh, Meyer. He came out, he's throwing huge shots, huge shots, you know? And, And... well, I mean, first of all, they weren't looking to be reckless. Neither were trying to be reckless, right? But I think um, Maya, he he started to do damage to the leg and the body. He was throwing a lot of kicks, and that was the big difference for him. You know, it let him, yeah, just be first, Right, he then gets a flash knockdown when he landed a right, and you just think, "Oh, Maya's having a good round," right? And then uh, a little bit later, he, uh, you know, he lands another right and puts, yeah, Martinigo down hard, puts him down hard, but. Martinigo, he he was able to stay in the fight, so props to him. After that, it was it was just a different matter, right? I I don't I don't know, right? I I don't know if Maya gassed himself per se, but yeah, Martinigo, he he was just able to implement his game and. That was just take Maya down, right? And, and I think in that foot, in the second round, Martinigo he came out looking to make a point, and obviously, like anyone could figure, he was probably gonna do that because he lost that first round comfortably, right? So he came out, and um, yeah, he he was just able to uh, get the takedown. Able to get, he, you know, he landed a nice double leg, got the takedown, and um, controlled it from there. Right, got a, got off a little bit of uh, ground and pound after getting into the mount, attacking for the rear naked, which you thought oh was it, it wasn't overly close, but he was still attacking. Third round came out. Got the takedown early. Got it early. And, yeah, that was it. Just controlled it. Controlled it. And it was was Myers' corner. He's a good good corner. Brad Pickett and all of those guys. Calling out everything he needed to do. Didn't even attempt to do anything his corner were telling him to. It was bizarre. It really was. It was it was such a strange situation. Because yeah, Maya just he looked like he had no clue what to do on the ground from the bottom. Right? A lot of people have a good top game, but they 
could not be a nail. And that seemed to be the case with Maya. So, yeah, comfortable win in the end for uh, Martinigo. So then it went to the co-main event, right? It was a flyweight clash. Adam Anasinha against Sam Creasy. And this fight, I don't even know what the fuck to say about this one, right? So first round, it was, I'd say it was fairly even on the stand-up front. Fairly even on the stand-up front. But, you know, even though Adesanya seemed the smaller of the two... He was able to control the clinch. And, yeah, that, that's where this the first round was mainly fought. Clinch game on the fence. And Adam Senior had the better of it. So you're thinking he took the first round. Second round. And, right, this one, it, it was a lot more um, active with the strikes. A lot more active with the strikes. Adesanya, he he was landing a lot of good uh, a lot of good strikes. Landing first, that was the big one, right? Now Creasy, he uh, yeah, they, he implemented the clinch. Implemented the clinch was doing well for a moment, but then Adesanya was able to take control again. Like he was in the first round So you're thinking, okay, things are going to play out A bit similar to the first round here Right? Um, Creasy as the round went on His striking improved And he was having a lot of joy with the uppercut A lot of joy with the uppercut And although um, Adesanya was pushing forward He he couldn't seem to uh, Yeah Stop Creasy from getting through His guard was It it wasn't as tight as it could be You know That's what it kind of seemed And that really cost him Really cost him Because he's moving forward And Creasy catches him with the uppercut Puts him down Puts him down Now Creasy He tried to end things there and then Jumped on top, hit a little ground and pound. But Adesanya was able to get back up to his feet, which pretty impressive. Got back up to his feet and kept his composure. Kept his composure. And uh, the rest of the round was pretty even, to be fair, right? Now, Creasy clearly, you know, he won that second round. For sure Right But um, I think the big thing was He's going into the third round With a lot of confidence So third round And Adesanya He's pushing forward Pushing forward right away Because he knows He needs to uh, You know Get things back on track Right Now Crazy hits another uppercut But not as clean, and Adesanya just walks through it. It's fine. And the thing was, Adesanya, he lands a couple of lefts that definitely rocked Creasy. 
then he hits a right, right, and you're just like, whoa, okay, and, like, looking at it, you kind of thought, I think Adesanya has a slight edge in this third round, right, but they were both, you know, they were both landing decent strikes, and both hitting some good knees, right, it was back and forth, now, the crazy thing was, halfway through, Creasy, he lands a right, lands a right, which, you know, wobbled Adesanya a little bit, then he lands another right, right, two strikes, referee jumps in and stops the fight, and you look at it like, wait, what the fuck just happened there, it was bizarre, biz, it wasn't like Adesanya was all over the place, wobbling, you know, he, he wasn't looking dopey, he wasn't out on his feet, referee stopped the fight, two strikes, right, it, you couldn't look at it and go, oh, well, Adesanya clearly isn't defending himself, it was bizarre, it was a terrible, terrible decision, gotta say that, it, it it was insane, it, w- it was insane, and what was really weird, the commentary team, which, ugh, I don't know, it was what, I think it's Brad Walton and Daniel Strauss, they didn't even call it into question, they're just like, uh, well, I don't know, oh, I think maybe the referee had a, had a, a reason to stop that fight, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened there, you know, it was Daniel Movad Mavadi was the referee, it was horrible, it was uh, just a horrible decision. It was the only fight he refed all night. And, yeah, very, very poor. Very poor call, you know? But that led into the main event, right? We had Luke Shanks, who was the current flyweight champion, going up against Jake Hadley. Now, they were, you know, they played a lot of uh, the build-up to this fight, there's beef, these two hated each other, supposedly they, you know, there was talk of them meeting in the amateurs that never happened, and then on the regional scene, they were again meant to meet, but, well, Hadley said, you know, he accepted the fight, and Shanks didn't. Right, so there was all, I'm going to knock him out, you know, both were saying all of this, this fight, it was bizarre, it was a bizarre fight, it, it had you baffled, it really did, so it, it, it started fine, right, Shanks comes out, like he's pushing forward, Hadley, He's uh, the first to connect, right? And I think when you're watching it, when you when you look into stand up, Hadley had the quicker hands, and he had the crisper style. Right? Shanks is more kind of you know f- wailing <laughs> shot wise, the looping shots. Hadley, he's tight. He's down the middle. He's the more conditioned boxer. But yeah, they they you know, they they're exchanging, right? Hadley um yeah, he lands some kicks, 
He's, he's very crisp. But, um, you know, Shanks was landing as well, right? He came forward with a really good combination that pushed Hadley back and wobbled him, right? Hadley's wobbled. Now, this is where it all goes south, really. Shanks sees he's in trouble, rushes forward, right? And um, Shanks gets the takedown. No, sorry, Hadley gets the takedown. And uh, it, it, sorry, it's weird, right? So Shanks is on his back. Instead of trying to nice. uh, get up, right? Instead of trying to get up, he's throwing from the... He shuts his guard and he's throwing from the bottom. Which, you know, it's fine. But you're not winning the fight like that. You know, he, he does a, a decent job to try and keep Hadley off balance, right? But Hadley spent three minutes in top position, and he did get off elbows, right? He did get off a number of elbows and shots, right? So it's not a good round for, um, yeah, Shanks. Right, and it ended with Hadley nearly getting a rear naked choke, because it was it was a weird situation, right? So Hadley takes his back, and he you know he's hunting and Shanks is fighting, and I think you got ten the ten second cracker goes, Shanks kind of just stops, so Hadley just wraps in the rear naked, falls back. And uh, yeah, Shanks was saved by the buzzer. Then from that moment onwards, right, it it was just a mess. It was a straight up mess. I have no clue what Shanks is thinking because every round he comes out and just runs at Hadley, runs at Hadley, which Hadley's just like, oh, okay takes him down, right, because Hadley's put himself off balance, so Shanks puts himself off balance, and Hadley's just, boom, double leg, takes him down, and controls him the rest of the fight, controls him, yeah, he doesn't really look for a load of submissions, you know, like, he tried a, a rear naked a few times in the second, but Shanks, you know, he's able to defend it, but Shanks is getting hit with elbows, everything like that, and also, Shanks just isn't trying to stand, isn't trying to stand, it is baffling, you know, it, 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 it is so bizarre, so bizarre, you know, uh, I will say, there was a, a point towards the end of the second round, where Shanks, you know, he, he uses a little wrestling in a transition, in a scramble, and he, he gets up, gets up, but instead of extricating himself from the situation, he, um, ugh, it looked like he goes for a guillotine, which it's, you know, it wasn't a good attempt, 
Hadley, boom, takes him down. Takes him down, ends the round with ground and pound. And yet, then the third, fourth and the fifth, very one-sided. Shanks comes out at the beginning, rushes at Hadley, gets himself taken down. And his corner, it, it was baffling because his corner aren't giving him the riot act. Aren't like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You, you, you're three rounds down, four rounds down. Corner isn't giving him any great advice. And, yeah, Shanks, he just lost his mind. It, it was like the hatred he had for Hadley overrid everything. And, uh, yeah, he clearly, clearly loses the fight, and he's not just lost the fight, he lost his friggin' belt, <laughs> I mean, that's the big thing, you know what I mean, like, he's the champion, and, uh, yeah, because he couldn't keep his cool, he loses his belt, so, um, yeah, Jake Hadley is the new Cage Warriors flyweight champion, and everything he was saying, everything he was saying before the fight, he's the, clearly the better fighter. You know, Shanks knows it. He's hiding from him. All of that kind of gave himself, you know, all of that a lot of credence because it was so one-sided. I think the scorecards were 50-42, 50-44, and 50-45. I think 50-45, that was really lenient. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you, you could definitely say those rounds were 10-8. Clear 10-8 rounds for the most part. Maybe the first was a 10-9 all the, the next four 10-8s. But yeah, a new flyweight champion, Jake Hadley. So yeah, that was the first of the trilogy events. Took place on the 10th of December, which was a Thursday. You yeah. know, not bad. Not bad. You know. Oh, one thing that really stood out. At the beginning of the last fight, ring announcer Hugh Chaplin, he was like, let's see the gloves fly. He's just like, what the fuck did he just say? It was insane. Insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes you, you watch some of these ring announcers and they really... Really want to kind of try and do something to make themselves stand out. They put on these weird affectations. And, uh, yeah, Chaplin was real big on that. Real big on that. But, yeah, some decent fights. Some decent fights. So we'll see how the other two fight, other two cards on Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll watch those, see how those go down. But, um, yeah, that was the first one, people. Okay, so, last year, you know what I mean, with everything shutting, events stopping, word came that Glory Kickboxing had gone bankrupt. 
You know, so we thought that was it. And then we started seeing a, a lot of their fighters suddenly, you know, hit MMA. You know, Alex Perez, he made his debut in LFA. You know, we had a few more people hit the UFC. So, yeah, you you thought the concerns were real. You thought glory was done. Then, all of a sudden, they're not, right? I, I think it was the, the Dutch contingent went bust, but the American portion was still there. Or it was the other way around, something like that. It was an odd one. It seemed the organization was split. But after everything that went down, they ended 2020 with a big event, Glory 76, which was headlined by the golden boy, Badahari, against Mr. Gentleman, Benjamin Adabuye. So this took place at the... um, the, uh, oh gosh, where was it? The Rotterdam Ahoy Stadium. You know, in Rotterdam, believe it or not, people. Uh, weird thing was, it's the main event. But for some weird reason, three rounds, right? The main events are usually five. But yeah, I don't know why this was three rounds, right? And, hey, it started off. It started off with some heat because this is a weird thing. In the interviews, um, you know, Adabuye was was told um, he said, "Look, Badahari is a good boxer, but I'm better, and I think I can knock him out." Badahari said that is extremely disrespectful. I'm gonna destroy him. And you're kind of like, wait. Is, how is that disrespect? Like, you know, fighters will often say, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to, I feel I'm the better fighter. It's an odd one. But whatever, it seemed to fuel Badahari because he came out all guns are blazing. Heavy shots, really taking it to Adabuye. You did then see, though, a sudden shift midway through that first round, because Badahari now suddenly looks tired, you know, Adabuye, he's attacking with leg kicks, kicks to the midsection, a few up top, you know what I mean, nothing landed to the head, but, you know, even blocking a head kick, it's not great, right, but, yeah, we're seeing Adabuye really kind of turn things on, Kick-wise, not so much punch-wise, but he's like, you know, he's attacking those legs, which, hey, we have seen, you know, calf kicks, they're a problem, right? But Glory operate open scoring, and, um, yeah, two judges gave that first round to Badahari, you know? So it's interesting. Second round, again, you know, Adabuye, he's coming out. He's um landing good shots, you know, taking it to uh Badahari. But halfway through again, another shift. It seems that Badahari has found a second wind. Because he's now coming back 
at Adabuye. He is coming with more heavy shots. And to end the round, he lands a huge right that stuns Adabuye. He is staggering all over the place. And can he use that short break in between rounds to get his senses back? Who knows? Well, people, we know. Because, you know, this is in the past. And Adabuye comes out for that third round. Yo, he, he's, uh, yeah, he's landed a huge shot on Ad, um, Badahari. Badahari is, he's stunned. He's wobbling. He's on shaky legs. And then it gets a bit odd. I ain't gonna lie. It gets a, you know, it gets a little bit odd. Um, yeah, I'm a, a little bit confused, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> right? Because I don't. Badahari was definitely stunned, right? But it, it, it's one of those weird situations where he's kind of down, but not quite down. The referee is getting in between them, and Adabuye hits him twice, kind of on the side back of the head. But the referee is technically called for a pause in the action. So he then gives Badahari a 10 count. Badahari gets up. Now, Adabuye, he hits him with a... A kick to the thigh. But uh, as soon as that kick lands. Ad like Badahari is moving. And it looks like. There's some sort of injury to his leg. Because he kind of pulls up. And then you know he's on the ropes. And he kind of goes down. And yeah it, it's like he can't get up again. So. Adeboye wins. He he definitely wins the fight, but it's a it's a very odd set of circumstances that lead to that. There's I don't know. You could say that the you know the two shots that Adeboye did throw were illegal, as the referee is calling for a a, a pause. You know, it, it, yeah, it's an odd sequence. It's definitely an odd sequence. But you do wonder if Badahari is injured, is this going to be it? You know, is he, you know, he got injured, what, twice against uh, Rico Verhoeven? You know, and then this? Yeah, I mean, Badahari is what, 36, 37. So he's definitely getting towards the end of his career. And yeah, you wonder if a, a, an injury, that could be it. Huge win for Adabuye though, right? Um, and you think that maybe that win gives him a shot at whoever wins over... Um, yeah, in, in the next fight, which is, I believe... A rematch of Rico Verhoeven and Jamal Ben Sadiq at Glory 77. So, 
yeah, we will wait and see people. So on Saturday, the 2nd of January, Ryan Garcia uh, went up against Luke Campbell for the interim WBC lightweight title. You know, it took place in Dallas at the American Airlines Center. Garcia was, um, you know, coming into the fight with a you know, unbeaten record. You know, 21 and 0, 18 by KO. Campbell, on the other hand, you know, hey, he's he's lost a couple, but still very impressive record. You know what I mean? Um yeah, Campbell's record is 20 and 4, 16 by KO. So, you know, I think it both it, it showed they both can put people's lights out. You know, both impressive records. Campbell also was an Olympic gold medalist in 2012 in London, and he has challenged for the belt. A couple of times, you know, both going the distance, right, against um, Lumen, Lumenchenko and Linares, you know, so, uh, you know, definitely a tough test for Garcia, but straight out the gate, Garcia was coming forward with purpose, you know what I mean? He was not messing around. And you could see that he, you know, what I mean? he he was sitting down on the punches. Right? Sitting down on the punches, throwing that power. Now, Campbell, Campbell, he was, you know, he was using a jab. Right? Campbell is known for the jab. And he was using a jab well. But I, I think. The one thing you could see was Campbell seemed to be looking to counter. You know, he he seemed happy to have Garcia come forward and he just counters. Right, which ah, I don't know. Because he, he lost that first round. Right? I, I, I think it was clear to see that Campbell lost the first round. And in the second round, again, Garcia is moving forward, moving forward, landing well, and everything was going fine until he he lowered. You I mean he let his right hand drop down slightly, and Campbell just landed the perfect counter, right? Perfect counter over the top. Boom, square on the chin, right? I think when you watched it in real time, it was harder to see the preciseness of the punch. But on the replay, oh, Campbell really, really just uncorked it perfectly, you know? And um, Garcia goes down, right? Garcia goes down probably midway through the second round, but gotta say, he he came, you know, I mean, got back up, looked, 
looked fine. He didn't look wobbly, and he composed himself. And I, I, I kind of felt that, you know, what I mean, he, he handled the rest of the round well. You know, I, I think you could because what in boxing it's an automatic ten eight, right? I believe it's an automatic 10-8. I, I would say that, you know, Garcia could have possibly, I don't know, got it back to 10-9. I don't know if you can, but I'd say that you know, he, he handled himself well the rest of that round, landed shots, you know, didn't just retreat all the time, still came forward, right? Which... Possibly might have been an issue for Campbell, right? That might have been an issue for Campbell. I will say this. The commentary team, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. I have no clue what they were doing because the rest of that round, they're just like, oh, you know, uh, does this show that Garcia is just a pretty boy? Does this just show that Garcia, you know, is an internet sensation? Oh, Garcia, he looks like he wants to be out of this round. He wants the round to be over quickly. And you're looking at the fight and you're like, that's uh, not what I'm seeing. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? It, it was the weirdest commentary. Is on numerous times throughout, they kept on going, yeah, so Garcia, it, it's interesting, because these pretty boy boxers, and, and they kept on, like, just referring to him as a pretty boy boxer. And then when he's just like, oh, yeah, so all these pretty boy boxers, you know, Garcia, De La Hoya. Uh, and that was basically, I think they might have said Floyd once. But, yeah, they, they just kept him, you know, talking De La Hoya and Garcia as pretty boy boxers. And it was like. What the fuck is going on here? This is some bizarre shit. And they weren't always, I mean, reflecting the fight itself. It, it was bizarre, right? And look, coming out in the third round, Garcia did not take a step backwards. You know, he continued to push forward and... Looked fine, you know, didn't look shaken, didn't like, you know, look like he was in awe or anything like that. And he continued to move forward, land good shots. He wasn't loading up as much, but he was still coming with the pressure. And I think a big part of Garcia's, you know, his game was his combinations. Right, he's putting together good flurries of punches, and not just every now and again. It was all the time. You know, he he usually landed at least three, usually minimum of four shots every time. Right, and I would say that was a detriment to Campbell because. Campbell hardly ever threw more than two punches. You know, he'd throw the jab and then he'd um, follow it up. 
right? But that was kind of it. You know, like, he didn't, for the most part, you know, just throw, like, three, four shots. It was just ones, one-twos, one-twos, or ones. And it wasn't really enough to hold Garcia back, to, you know what I mean, make him stop in his tracks. Like, he... Listen, he landed some heavy shots, for sure. He definitely landed some heavy shots. But, you know what I mean? The, the, the one that put Garcia down was the only shot that really troubled Garcia. You know, his other heavy... Like, he landed some heavy shots to the body a few times. Um, and he also, you know, landed to the chin. Right, definitely hit Garcia on the chin um, a couple more times. Didn't do a thing. Didn't didn't stop Garcia in his tracks. Yeah, there was no issue on that front. And I think if Campbell had thrown more, right, it it might have done better for him. You know because. He needed to stop the advance, right? He needed to stop that push forward, that pressure that Garcia was just hearing, rolling on him over and over again. It was interesting that the corner, every time we went back to the corner and... Ah, they didn't really play much from the corners at all, right? But I think it was at the, or I think it might have been at the end of the sixth, right? Or it might be, it was end of the sixth or end of the fifth, I forget. But we actually got audio from Campbell's corner. And, you know, I mean, they were just like, yeah, just more movement, that was it, right, that it wasn't put together some combinations, right, put together some combinations, movement, that was never really an issue for Campbell, Campbell was moving, right, the the, the person that was kind of more methodical plotting forward was Garcia, but it was his quick hands and his combinations that made that possible for him, you know, because, um, yeah, it's funny, like, the commentary team were like, oh, yeah, Garcia's not got much head movement, and you're like, well, we didn't need it, <laughs> like, that was the thing, he didn't need head movement in this fight, because Campbell wasn't throwing a load of shots at the head, he, it was the, some jabs, but he's not throwing constant jabs. It's not like Mayweather, where that jab is constantly in your face. You know what I mean? That's not what Campbell was doing. So Campbell needed more. He needed combinations. And um, at the end of the fifth round, Garcia hit Campbell with a big right. The Man, it, it it wobbled Campbell. Campbell was in trouble. So much so 
right? He he wobbles back and then turns his back, turns his back on him, holding the rope, which, yo, not not a great move, not a great move. And I think it was just lucky that the buzzer had gone, because you'd have to say that the referee, at a, a point like that, the ref would have to have done something. You know, because you're basically saying, I, I don't want any of this. But, um, yeah, in the sixth round, Garcia, he definitely, you know, smelt blood in the water, came forward, was landing some heavy shots. But Campbell did very well to stay in that fight. You know, survived that sixth round. So... I think in the seventh, when, you know, Garcia landed that, oh, gosh, that heavy body shot. You know, you just saw him dig into the body. Man, so you knew it was heavy. But I I think it caught everyone by surprise when a second later... It was one of those delayed liver shots. You know, and Campbell goes down. You know, drops to one knee and then drops down to both knees. And I think as soon as he went down to two knees, you kind of figured, oh, this is done. Right? When he was on one knee, you kind of, you could have thought, okay, he's taking a second, he'll get back up. But when he went down to two, lowered that head. You could see him, you know, because after the fight, he's like, oh, it's the hardest shot I've ever been hit with. And I tried and I tried, but I just couldn't get up. And you saw that, right? He drops his head and he was lifting it up, but then dropping it again. And yeah, you knew it was done. Now, he did get back up just after 10. Like just after 10 You know I think he left it a bit too late to stand But I don't think he had a choice In that Right so Man it was a a very Solid A very good performance from Garcia You know just That one little Yeah that one little kind of Drop in focus Where he lowered the right hand he gets put down, but other than that, you know, he, he's pretty solid with the defense. He was throwing very good combinations. And uh, yeah, it, it's that power that had, um, you know, Campbell in trouble at the end of the fifth and then put him away in the seventh round. So, you know, a very solid performance from Ryan Garcia. And after the fight, I, you know, I think a big thing of boxing is the confusion with the belts, right? The the whole belt situation is, is kind of baffling, right? Because you've got, um, what's, uh, Tifomi Lopez, right? He's got, um, yeah, he's got three belts, and... Then Devin Haney has the WBC belt. But, Yo Garcia calls out instead Javonte Davis, who's got the WBA belt. 
but they're like the WBA's secondary belt. So it, it's just like there's too many belts, and uh, what's the deal with secondary belts and first belts? And it's confusing. It is so confusing. I mean, but yo, he calls someone out, and that's always a good thing, right? You 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 you've got the spotlight on you. You've just won an emphatic style. It's always good to have a name, call someone out rather than oh, I'm happy just to take the mandatory contend. No 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 no. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they put Garcia in against next. Do they give him Davis or you know? Do they uh, do something with the other two, like, title holders? I mean, I think, end of the day, you want to try and unify the belts, right? You want to try and unify the belts. Clean the thing up. So, you know, there's no confusion over who the fuck is the actual champion, right? So, um... Yeah, I, I'd definitely be interested to uh, see what happens. It'd be also interesting to see if Garcia, you know, stays with Golden Boy. Because you know there's friction there. But, um, yeah, great performance, people. Oh, I will say, I will definitely say, though, horrible camera work. I don't know if that was just on the... Um, you know, the version I watched, so I, I, I found, um, you know, coverage on YouTube, I watched that, but I don't think anyone other than Zone was showing the fight, and yeah, the, the, the camera work was horrible, like, there was a load of really in-close shots, so you, you, it smothered the work, Right, smothered the work, or or they just had these weird angles, just yeah, not the best to zone. What the fuck are you playing at? You know what I mean? What are you playing at, people? But you know, hey, doesn't take away from the performance. You know, the commentary, the camera work, still Ryan Garcia did his things. Hats off to him, man. Okay, people, so we, uh, yeah, we draw to a close on another episode, but before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening. So, um, you know, Beth Carrera, she was going to, uh, you know, end her career with one last fight. It was originally going to happen on the 12th of December, but... I think it was, uh, I think she got COVID and it got pushed back, right? So it was meant to take place on the 16th of uh, January, our first fight card back, first one in this new stint on Fight Island, but unfortunately, Carrera, you know, she's having to go into surgery, so um, the fight is off, you know, so... um, yeah, I don't know, but maybe she does the surgery and then the fight, but I guess it depends, really, you know, but, um, yeah, no uh, Beth Carrera on the 16th, now, 
uh, recently Tom Aspinall announced that a big fight was coming and um yo it's definitely a big one he's gonna be fighting Andre Arlovsky on the 20th of February I mean that's pretty huge definitely Aspinall's biggest challenge yet and a win over Arlovsky yo that's definitely gonna take him to that next level of competition and a win for Arlovsky you know what I mean I, I think that gets him closer to um you know that title contention again also happening on the 20th and this might be the main event it's the rescheduled clash between Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. You know, Blades, he went down with COVID, so that had to be, um, you know, removed. Um, and we knew Lewis definitely wanted that fight. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Then, um, on the 20th of March, Julia Avila will go up against um, Zizia Stolarenko. So, um, this will be Stolarenko's second fight on her return to the UFC. Um, and, you know, she's coming off a loss. Avelia is coming off a loss. So, hey, this will be all to play for. And, people, we know that it was meant to be Michael Chandler against Charles Oliveira. That was the original plan. Oliveira, he, he, he wasn't going to be able to make weight. So, you wondered what's going to happen. Well, it sounds like Oliveira against Gaethje is a fight that's going to get made. Now, that... That fight will definitely let us know who's gonna potentially be challenging for a belt next. You know what I mean? So, um, looking forward to it, people. But that is it. We will be back on Friday to break down the news. Until then, people, peace.